The autumn wind is a pirate. Welcome, Raider Nation, to the Raider Nation podcast. And I'm your host, Raider Greg. And yes, we are in the dark times. And let's not dwell too much on that because no football, of course, is a bash. Yes, well, let's just hit this real quick because I got to get it off my chest. Monday Night Football has just kicked Theismann off the team. Yes, Theismann will no longer be calling Monday Night Football. And if I remember correctly, he was the only guy on that whole doggone show that was talking about football, not talking about upcoming movies. He wasn't like Tony Cornholer pontificating about how long it takes to use a roll of toilet paper. Or that other guy, Mike Tarico. Oh, Mike Turgico. These guys are so impressed with themselves, it's hard to get anything out of them. They try to one-up each other on some intellectual level, which has absolutely freaking nothing to do with football. Let me just say this. That is bullshit. And at least Theismann had the guts to hang in there and continue to try to keep the conversation on football. I'll tell you right now, this Monday Night Football thing is a sham because look who they're going to replace him with. Yes, Ron, I had my ass beat by the Raiders, beat down hard, Jerkowski. Yes, Ron Jaworski will be taking over for Theismann, and the ultimate hater will be right in our face every Monday night. Well, I just don't encourage the Raider Nation to send them emails to the NFL Network and NFL.com that that is bullshit. And uh, I'll tell you right now, we ain't going to get no love. You thought we got no love before? Well, we ain't getting no love now. So, without further ado, let's just hit up the topics on Show 140! Yeah. Yeah. Oak Town. Do you know about my city? Oak Town. The city of Oak. Oak Town. Oak, don't you know? Do you know about my city? The city of old. Let's take a little trip down memory lane. Welcome, Raider fans. And yes, it's been a while since the podcast, but things have been popping. Little things have been happening, and we're going to talk about them. Today's show, 140, will be, of course, the turd watch. We'll talk about that and the rules so you understand what I'm talking about when I'm talking about those floaters. Raiders sign a new QB. Who? Not booty. And don't be giving me this shake, shake, shake your booty. I can see it now. The Raiders ain't got no booty. Uh, I'll tell you what. I've always loved booty myself. This is the only booty that I really don't care for, quite honestly. But we'll hit that because there's more than that. Because we have Carr. We have Green. We have Culpepper. And now we have Josh McCone. He's also in the picture. We'll, talk, we'll hit on that too. Now, Raiders were awarded extra picks, if you can believe that. We'll talk about that, and we'll talk about this story, which I know the nations will love. Primetime shutout. Yes, NFL Network and the ESPN Network have both conspired to shut the Raiders out for their poor performance over the last four years. We'll hit on that for sure. And of course, the Raider Nation podcast comments forum section. 
you for breathing the wrong air. Take it from me, cause I'm from there. I paid my dues time after time. I've done my sentence, but committed no crime. And bad mistakes, I've made a few. I've had my shells and kicked in my Okay, let's hit the turd watch. We're on the turd watch. We're watching for turds. Turds, incidentally, are misdemeanors, felonies, uh, those type of things that NFL players on certain teams, of course, uh, are getting. And we'll go over those rules right now so you have an idea of what exactly I am talking about. Now, of course, I cover all the divisions of football, and there's plenty of things that are going around. But... As for the rules, players, coaches, owners, front office employees, anybody. Remember, there was a coach not too long ago, an assistant coach that went through a drive through naked. Those type of things count here, people. Includes pay players, reserve lists, anybody in their organization has totally got to be on the up and up because PFT is on it. Now, here's how it works. Scoring. A conviction includes a guilty plea plea of no contest, and an entry into the diversion program, which is, you know, one of those little programs that they give you. So here we go with the rules. The scoring system is simple. Seven points for each felony arrest, three points for each misdemeanor arrest, one point for a conviction. And if there are multiple charges, the points will stack up too. So, <laughs> there you go. So, knowing all that, let's hit this really quick because we got, um, and I think that's bullshit that we got uh, Dominic Rose points from uh, the Colts, but whatever. AFC East, we have three turds in Miami, and that is it. AFC North, Cincinnati, 14 turds, and Pittsburgh, three. Cincinnati continues to pile up the misdemeanor and felonies. And yes, they call the Raiders a bunch of hoodlums. AFC South, yes, Tennessee. They're taking it to a new level. Tennessee has diarrhea with 30 turds. And Jacksonville quickly to follow with 20. Must be in the water in the AFC South because Indianapolis pulls ahead with a six. So, uh... That's brutal. Tennessee with 30. I got to tell you, Pac-Man is packing those points right on that team. And the FC West, Oakland has seven because, of course, the conviction of Dominic Rhodes or the admission of reckless driving, however you want to put it. They had to give us points because, well, we're the Raiders. What can I tell you? Denver has six. San Diego, two. Kansas City came up with one. So the FC West is a tainted toilet turd. NFC East, no turds. In the north, Chicago reigns with one. NFC South, Atlanta, and New Orleans are battling out for the turds. Oh, and Carolina, too. New Orleans has 10, Atlanta, 7, Carolina with six floaters. And the NFC West, St. Louis with three, Arizona with three, and the stainless steel 
or should I say the painless steel, San Francisco 40 winers, zero, and the sea chickens, zero as well. And that's the turd watch. So now you have an idea of what I'm talking about because Randy said, well, you better tell them what the rules are. So I did. So we'll we'll keep in touch with that, and we'll hit on that as the season goes on. It'll be interesting to see what the hell's going on with that. Time shutout for the Oakland Raiders. It has been reported that ESPN and NFL have conspired once again to give us the up the ass uh, situation with, of course, Monday Night Football or primetime games. It has been stated the Oakland Raiders have such a poor record that they're not going to want to put them in primetime uh, because of the poor showing last season. Well, I just have to remind those two idiots that uh, the Oakland Raiders fan base is massive. And it covers all continents, all countries, all cities. I'll tell you right now, you can find a Raider fan in deepest, darkest Africa or the plains of Australia or, you know, the mountains in Mongolia, for crying out loud. We are everywhere. And... uh to say that we don't deserve prime time, A, is just stupid trash talk. B, what the heck are we talking about here? Who are you going to put on? Who are you going to put on? Going to put the Cardinals in prime time? I see it already. Long story short, another conspiring to uh, push the Raiders down. And like everything else, of course, Raider Nation, winning cures all these little ailments. I consider this to be an ailment, once again, of the team. And, you know, of course, they kick you when you're down. That's what happens here. That is what happens in the NFL. And that's okay, man. I love being the underdog. I think we all kind of love being the underdog. I want us to come out and beat somebody down bad next season, right off the bat, and have them all guessing. That'd be good. Well, guess what? Here's a story, too, I have to hit, too. Raiders were awarded extra picks. If you can believe that, the Oakland Raiders were awarded two compensatory draft picks Monday, one third-round pick and one seventh-round pick in the upcoming draft. Well, that's pretty cool. It'll be uh, And the draft, of course, April 28th and 29th at Radio City Music Hall. I don't know how they're going to do it there because it outgrew the last place the next year. So I hope they got enough people to handle that crowd because it's going to be a big crowd. Under the terms of the NFL collective bargaining agreement, a team losing more or better compensated free agents than it acquires in the year is eligible to receive compensatory picks. So I guess what they're trying to say here is 
Um, if you lose a certain degree of talent, they're going to give you compensatory picks. So the Raiders received a third-round choice, 99th overall, and a seventh-round choice, 254th overall. And the Raiders currently hold 10 selections for the 2007 draft. That is awesome. So round one, of course, first position, which I'm not too proud about. Round two, first position, will be picking 33rd. Round three, first position, will be picking 65th. Round three, we're 36th position. Round four, we're first. Five, we're first. Um, and we get another five. We get a six. We're first in that. And a seven, we're first. And the last, we get a seven that's 44th. So we get 10 picks. So that's why we've had to save some money so we could pay our new draftees, which I hope and pray with the Kiff Master will get us to the next level as far as victories go and having a winning season. Over 500 would be just peachy for me. So let's get into this because, you know, Raider Nation, I'm telling you right now, I am just like you guys. I'm confused about this Josh Booty signing. Now, let's just talk about the booty, and I'm just not going to listen to any of that shake, shake, shake your booty. Raiders don't got no booty. You know, when we cut them, it'll be Raiders lose their booty. Uh, you know, it just continues to go on. He hasn't played since 2003. He has never been a starter. Obviously, no one has thought this guy had an opportunity or given him one. Um, I think he's just fodder. I think he's just going to be one of those guys standing on the side of the field, come in, throw the ball around, and he'll be out of here. I don't see anything happening with him. So I don't think anybody should get all emotional because it seemed like everybody on the boards was flipping out. What are you flipping out about? This is a trivial signing. It is not a big deal. Um, we had to get some kind of assurance of some kind of quarterback out there to sit on the pine in third position or maybe fourth position or maybe out. But we have to make some moves. So we did. Which brings us to what the hell are we going to do? Now, of course, David Carr was released from the Houston Texans last Friday. Now, if you read the bio on Carr or look at any of the films on this young man, he is absolutely squeaky clean. This guy is a clean, gentleman, Christian guy, and there's nothing wrong with him. He's a good man, but he's a crappy quarterback. <laughs> Now, there are some in the camp that say that we have to give Carr an opportunity because he played with such a poor team. With his statistics and passer rating is very dismal. It's not very good. And <clears throat> his own fans, if you check on YouTube and bring up the name David Carr, you'll see his own fans in the parking lot being interviewed, and they like him. He's a nice guy. But it's the huge butt. It's the 800 pound butt in the room. Yes, the butt is, I don't think he's going to fit in. Can you see David Carr, Christian Extraordinaire, jogging past the black hole? 
I just love it. I think his own fans, if he ever became a Raider, would freak him out. I think that it would be a bad choice for our team, just culturally speaking. I just don't think he can hang. But, you know, the guy's a nice guy. He's a good guy. But as far as a quarterback goes, he's shown nothing. And people say that, like that camp says, he hasn't had an opportunity because the Texans have been cheapskates. Yes, they have. They have not drafted well. No, they haven't. They're trying to get their foothold in there, and they haven't been able to. I think it's all about the money, and they haven't put it down for this poor guy. So he was the number one pick, and now he's on the streets. Now he's been clamoring about wanting to go to Miami. Well, guess who they've been talking about? Miami's in deep, dark discussions with the chefs in in Kansas City about Trent Green. They're trying to get all kinds of money for him. And trades and the demands in the paper, we won't take less than this or that. Well, that's a bunch of bullshit because it's just like Randy Moss. Here's a time coming, and I mean very soon, that we have to pay them. We have to pay Randy Moss his $9 million. And that's the way it goes. That money is gone. Well, they got to pay Trent Green $7.5 million, and they don't want to because they got somebody else in mind to push their team forward to the next level. And let me tell you, even though they talk like they don't mind keeping him, they're going to mind keeping him a whole doggone lot. I did see their coach, Edwards, on TV saying, oh, we'll just keep him on our team. Oh, what a bunch of bullshit. I can't even believe that. We're going to keep them on our team. They can't afford to do that. They can't afford to do that at all. I doubt that they do. I bet they cut him before they have to pay him. And he is looking to go to Miami. But with the David Carr situation, there's rumblings in Miami that they might pick him up right away as well. So... That leaves who? It leaves Culpepper, the name that's been rustled around the Raider Nation here. Let's bring in Culpepper. Let's see what he's got. Let's see if his bionic knee is going to hang. I'll tell you, Culpepper's days have come and gone. I know the whole hype about Culpepper Moss. I don't see it. I just don't see it. I don't see us paying that kind of money for him. I think if we get him, we should get him cheap. And if we get him cheap, then we should give him a try. Other than that, I don't think we should pay a lot of money to get Paul Culpepper. I would pay way more money to get Trent Green in town because he is a proven commodity and given the right circumstance can produce. And he's proven it and he could take us to the next level for sure and be a good mentor for whoever we might draft at the quarterback position. And then another name comes in just when you think that you've heard it all. Josh McGowan, who was traded from the Arizona Cardinals to the Detroit Lions for last season, 2006. And I don't think he played one game last year. But when he played for the Cardinals, he had a decent rating, decent passer rating. It wasn't the best, but he's a good kid. He's got a great head on his shoulders, and there's a lot of potential there. He has played well. I've seen him play well, and he would be a good pickup if we can pry him away from the Lions, who are looking, incidentally, at taking Calvin Johnson, yet the fifth wide receiver in five years. I don't know why they don't concentrate on quarterback 
but that's Matt Millen. What can I say? So there's the choices, Raider Nation. There's a lot to be happening. The Randy Moss situation still is not gone. It hasn't been shoved away. They're still in contact. They're still in communication. This is the waiting game. This is where you wait and see what fruits fall from the trees so you can go down there and pick up the easy fruit. That's the way Al does it. That's the way I like it, too. Cheap is good. Incidentally, while I'm on the subject, did I say we drafted another quarterback? Did I say we signed somebody? I think we signed somebody. Yes, my gosh, we have signed a quarterback. And his name, my friends, is Jeff Otis. Otis, you say? Who is Otis? I've never heard of this guy. Columbia University quarterback Jeff Otis. Yes, he was sent to the Frankfurt Galaxy in NFL Europe from the Arizona Cardinals. They sent him there to play and learn the game. Otis believes that his four years at CU and playing QB in the Ivy League helped him considerably in his adjustment to professional football. Now, Otis was a three-year starter for the Lions and still holds second place in the all-time Columbia passing list, only behind John Wachowski of the Detroit Lions. Otis signed a free agent with the Arizona Cardinals last January and was sent to the Galaxy to hone his skills. Success has followed Otis from New York to Frankfurt. He is currently the leading passer. Listen, currently, last year, the leading passer in NFL Europe with a quarterback passing rating of over 100 this season. Now you say NFL Europe. Now you say the players aren't that good. Now you say whatever you want to say. I will say this. This young man has a way better of opportunity to make it happen at the Oakland Raiders than Joss Shake Your Booty. Because that, <laughs> that, my friends, is not going to happen. Booty's not going to be around for long. But this kid, now I think there's a connection here with him and uh, Lane Kiffin as well. Not to say that it's the miracle, you know, in the bottle, but I'll say this for sure. The Frankfurt is one of the oldest franchises in NFL Europe, and the fan base has grown to around 30,000 or more every season. That's pretty doggone good. The Europeans are crazy for American football, and Otis is confident that if he gets a shot, he, should, he would do a good job here in the NFL. I think it might be the best pickup this year. Just mark my words. Jeff Otis could be the next starting quarterback for our Oakland Raiders. And with no fanfare, yeah, I don't know if half of you guys know we picked him up. Very quiet move, but I think a very smart and prudent one as well. Just to see Kiffin thinking out of the box is a great sign, Raider Nation. It is a great sign. No one's ever heard of this guy, but now you have. So when you see that Jeff Otis out there, just remember, he could be making it happen. Well, without further ado, Randy, you know I got to hit it. You know I got to hit the Raider Nation podcast comments forum section. Oh! 
Well, Raider Nation, guess what? My provider, and I will name them right now, one and one, has given me a bunch of fucking headaches. Excuse my language, but I am fucking furious with that company. And you know what? They boast a 99.9% customer satisfaction. 99.9? I must be the one fucking percent that has trouble with their shit. Excuse me, but I am pissed off about my provider because I cannot read the Raider Nation podcast comments forum section because there's some kind of fucking error on the thing and it's pissing me off. And I'm sorry about this explicit shit, but I'm flipped out and you should be too. And I'm trying to get through to this and we're going to change. That's all there is to it. We got to make a change. So uh, Randy's working on it and I'm working on it and we will get it done because this is just bullshit. And they suck. And if anybody wants to have a provider and they say, what about one-on-one? Tell them that they blow. And I will be off looking for another provider that is more dependable than the 99.9% bullshit that they're trying to hand me. Okay, that's enough. I can't hit the comments form section. I'm sorry. I'll do another show next time it's up just to do it. Period. Finally got that one-in-one group to get it together at least temporarily so I can pop out some comments from the comments form section, which you know I love to do. So let us take a look and peruse the comments that we have here on the Raider Nation podcast forum. From the Tokai, Japan outpost of the Raider Nation, Robert Moorhead comes with Tui Tabuti. <laughs> now, you see, I didn't do that on my show because I knew that was in there. And he's going to try to screw me up on these names. I know. I, I know he gets a kick. I mean, you all have to know I'm a spaz when it comes to this stuff. So bear with me. As I get this one out. I love you, Robert. You're the bomb. Tui Tabuti. So many jokes. Tui Tabuti sounds like Rudy Tabuti, which is a character on a cartoon my kids love to watch. Booty is likely never to see action. He's a cheap third stringer to free up some cap room for the Raiders to sign Yamarcus Roussel. Jamarcus Russell, of course, a more experienced backup would be nice. But if one pops up, the Raiders can send Booty to the practice squad or let him go. But somebody has to toss the balls around in practice now that Tui will be riding the pine in New Jersey for the Jets. Poor Tui also only got the league minimum, which is something I'll probably never make. No, it's like six hundred grand a year. 
he won't get his chance in New York unless Pennington goes down again. That's quite possible, man. Dewey could get his chance, and I hope he does well. Does anyone think the Raiders will make a move on Trent Green? Well, Raider Greg does. I think they should if they haven't tried already. We'll never hear booty call in a regular season game. That's true, the booty call. What would his name? What would his theme song be? Yes, you've guessed it. Shake, 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 shake your booty. <laughs> you guys all knew that was coming. Y'all, you guys knew it was coming. I like big butts, and I cannot lie. Shake it, shake it, shake it, shake it, shake that healthy butt. Baby got back. On a side note, players here in Japan have a theme song, just like just like in the U.S. When Tim Brown would make a catch, they would play What a Man. I kept waiting for him to play Have a Drink on Me when Seth Adams made a tackle. But I digress. For some reason, every time a player for the Cincinnati Dragons, or excuse me, the Chunichi, the Chunichi Dragons baseball team came up to bat, they played... That Black Eyed Peas song, Lady Lump song. Well, you'd think someone would tell them what that song means. They had two Americans on the team, unless the guy had some lovely Lady Lumps. Well, you know, maybe from taking hemorrhoids or steroids, he grew some lumps. Who knows what happens in baseball these, these days. But nonetheless, thank you, Robert Moorhead, from the most distant planet of the Raider Nation. Navy Rob, your answer. Mike Lowry, Raider, 18 PSL, Florida. That was a silly question. Come on now, could you stop? Who could stop Dante Culpepper, Calvin Johnson, Randy Moss, and Jerry Porter? Easy. Robert Gallery, Barry Sims, Jake Grove, Kevin Booth, Brad Badger. See, that was easy. Our offense won't be shit without an old line. That's for sure. Get their shit together first, and then uh, the answer would be nobody. Uh, I love it. I love it. <laughs> That's what he says. <laughs> Navy Rob, I agree. What he's talking about here is uh, Mike Lowry, Raider 18 PSL, said, if we get Culpepper, we'd be invincible. Who could stop us? Well, right here, Navy Rob has it right there. Who could stop us? Our own offensive line could stop us right away. We saw that last season and definitely need to put some fixings on that. Juan George, Culpepper. There is a possibility that it comes to Oakland. If the Dolphins get Trent's green, they will probably release Culpepper. The Vikings are in need of a, a veteran, but they won't want Culpepper back. That's where Carr comes in. Carr to the Vikings, Culpepper to the Raiders. Randy Marsh shuts up, places the QB did for so did well for so long with, and we get Jamarcus Russell or Calvin Johnson. Well, I don't think we'll get Calvin Jamarcus Russell. We'll definitely take Calvin Johnson uh, if we get Culpepper. Well, you know, I'm not I'm not uh, sold on Culpepper's uh, injury status and his old thing. We're gonna have to see if he comes back to life. He was a decent quarterback. Um, I just don't think he's going to come to the Raiders. I hope Carr doesn't because it is culturally like oil and water. That kid is way too clean to wear silver and black. Trading eight, silver bullet comes in. Well, 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 he says. Now that we have cut our current number eight, Tui, how does a new number eight, Carr, sound to everyone? It doesn't sound good to me. I have no confidence in Carr, even though he's only 27. 
I'm not sure Carr is the answer for our situation, he says. I would sure like to see some movement towards Trent Green. Talk about some motivational motivation against Kansas City. I do like Carr, but even with the makeshift line and sparse talent around him, uh, he never really had a chance playing for the Texan. This kid is young, athletic, and can move. Uh, does he have the quarterback presence to be in Oakland? I feel no. Walter needs competition. Trent could not only give him that, but also be a great leading presence to learn from. I agree to that 100%. On another subject, he says, I really wish since Oakland has is so fond of hiring one-time player coaches that they would be smart and eventually offer Gannon some quarterback coach money, and I'd love to see him play, um, and I'd love to get him pulled away from CBS. But it would be great. It would be great to have Gannon the Cannon. His spirit, you know, his tenacity, his willingness to win was definitely here in Oakland when he was here. And he also says, here's keeping up the hope. Things will all work out. Keeping that undying Raider faith, Silver Bullet. Right on, Silver Bullet. Thank you, brother. Here's a good post we got from Mad Raiders 32. This is pretty damn good. I like it. Thank you, Mad Raider. This is killer. How did other recent non-seniors fare in the NFL like Russell? Because he's not a season junior. He's coming out. Raider Greg, a fellow Raider on RaiderFans.com, published this online. Since 1990, the first-year college players were allowed into the NFL draft without being a senior. There have been 16 quarterbacks declare early. The 16th is Russell. Here are the years and the names of those QBs that made the leap to the big stage. In 1990, Jeff George, Andre Ware, Scott Mitchell. Well, we know what happened to Jeff George. 1991, Todd Marinovich, the Achilles heel, the ward on the toe, the uh, you know pain in the ass right there. That's hurt us for a long time. 1992, Tommy Maddox. Not happening. Maddox faded away. 93, Drew Bledsoe. Decent season. Never made it to the show. 98, Ryan Leaf. Yes, the Leafs were falling in the fall. Ryan Leaf was raked up and put into the green dumpster. 1999, Tim Couch. Brock Heward. Tim Couch, brother. 2001, Michael Vick. Quincy Carter. Hmm, well, you know what happened there. 2003, Rex Gross Man. Yeah, well... Almost made it to the Super Bowl. Not for him, though. It was all because of the Chicago defense. 2005, Aaron Rodgers and Alex Smith. Both unproven. Uh, really haven't got anywhere yet. 2006, Vince Young. Young rising star, however, hasn't put it together. It's not a very pretty picture, is it? Of those 15 guys, you can make a case for a couple of them being good QBs. Certainly, if you look at the entire career, Drew Bledsoe is considered a quality QB. He led the Patriots to the Super Bowl and amassed 44,611 yards and 251 TDs. So he also is instrumental in the Patriots' win over Pittsburgh following the snow job, allowing the Pats to go to their next Super Bowl. Ugh! I hate that. Jeff George was a total bust in Indianapolis, did well for Atlanta for two years, 
And his best year ever, 1999, you leading the Vikings to an 82 record and a playoff win. While the jury is still out on Alex Smith, as he did show dramatic improvement this second year, Gress Grossman, the Bears could have done gone to the Super Bowl with Andrew Walter last year. Absolutely. Michael Vick has never been mistaken for a quarterback. If not for his legs, his ability to run, the guy wouldn't even make the NFL team. Vince Young showed a lot last year and led the Titans to several clutch fourth-quarter comebacks. He moves more uh, of a QB like Vic or then Vic could ever dream of, yet he still has a long way to go. Suffice it to say, the NFL is harder than the place for a junior quarterback to go if they want to succeed. Ware, Mitchell, Marinovich, Maddox, Leaf, Couch, Heward, the names are amongst those who are routinely called out when talking of biggest draft busts ever. Does any of this mean Russell will also fail? Of course not. But it does speak volumes about difficulty and making the leap, leap, and history does not bode well for Jamarcus. No, it doesn't bode well for Jamarcus at all, considering his work history and considering his lack of passion, really, that I see. And, uh... Like that. Juan George, Calvin Johnson. We get David Carr or Dante Culpepper, trade Moss ass away with the number one pick, get Calvin Johnson, and still tutor Walter for the future. I love it. <laughs> Juan Jorge, man, you're killing me. You got some great things, man. It's Calvin Johnson now. Everyone's moving from Jamarcus to Calvin Johnson. Daniel Wheatley and Chino. Calvin freaking Johnson. Let me start off a post by talking about the Combine. Can we all agree the Combine was developed for speculation amongst owners and coaches as to who the best players are? I mean, training, speed, fundamental drill speed, all of these are greatly different um, than actual game speed and ability. Correct. However, the Combine pro and Pro Days do provide insight to players' potential and capability. With that said, does anyone really think the Raiders, Al Davis, will draft anyone other than Calvin Johnson? Everyone knows Al loves vertical game and vertical speed. In the Raiders' draft history, I believe they have only taken four quarterbacks in the first overall pick, and for good frickin' reason. But there are stipulations to Johnson coming to Oakland. We know we need a quarterback of some magnitude. I doubt Booty Carr Culpepper are the answers we are looking for. But with the receiving cores we could potentially have, how good of a QB do we really need? Well, we got a good QB in Walter, I'll tell you. From what I've heard, Calvin Johnson has Terrell Owens' physique, Randy Moss' super freak abilities, and Tim Brown's character. What more is there to ask for? If any decent QB finds his way to Oakland, it would mean... An absolute mistake not to draft Johnson. Whether we trade away the number one to Cleveland or Tampa, provided they don't draft Johnson instead, or we draft him number one, he needs to be a Raider. I think that's where we got to go, Raiders. I think we got to do Calvin Johnson. Even though I'm not high on a wide receiver choice, he is the best player in the draft from what I'm seeing. Uh, look on our webpage, www.raidernationpodcast.com. And check out Randy's videos he's put there on the front page. You can see how Calvin Johnson plays this game. And he plays it very well. Okay, I'm going to try to do this 
name here, Justice. Zamurfzilla. 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 That's what it is. <laughs> I got it. Chris Lake. If we don't drop Russell, we should get this guy that took the the Gators to the bowl. Agree? I love it. I just love it. P.S. Raiders will rank first in interceptions and first in the D in 07, 08 season. 09 is a year. We have to have to get a QB. Look at Chicago. Well, we're building it. That's what I got to say. We are certainly building it. George Fernando Lopez Nieto comes in with a lot of wide receiver. Guys, I know the idea of Calvin Johnson is exciting, but face it, we have like a million receivers on the team. Curry become our go-to guy. Porter is now happy man, which means this dog will make up for the last season, of course, I hope. And we haven't traded Candy Moss, which means he's still a, <clears throat> no, he's not a Raider, but let's say he is on our roster, yes. What we need is someone to throw the ball to our guys. Uh, it may be Jay Russ or Quinn. We don't need another wide receiver. We need a signal caller. Let's wait and see what happens. Peace, Raider Nation. Well, I know. The team knows they need that uh, Mr. Nieto. I know the team needs it. Um, but you have to look at the best player in the draft. Here it is, the old problem. Do you take the best player in the draft or do you draft for needs? Now, anybody in the NFL that has half a brain will tell you that drafting for needs never works, especially in the upper rounds, the first, second round. You want to draft for needs. You want to get the best player possible. You draft for needs later on in the rounds. We have 10 choices. I think we can do that. I think we can get the best player in the NFL and in this draft and also fill a lot of needs with this draft. Raiders are sitting pretty, folks. I'm telling you right now. I'm telling you right now. Uh, we got some serious, serious stuff coming down. We got those extra draft picks, two picks this year, and that's going to help us a lot. So you guys heard about those draft picks. We got those going down, and so things are looking good. Now you have to figure, Raider Nation, we're looking for a veteran quarterback, and I know that Al is seriously into it. I know that if, if you look at this Jeff Otis pickup, they are very, very shrewd. And it looks like Kiffin is really taking his time making the right line. I doubt that Jamarcus Russell gets picked by Oakland. I do not think that'll happen. I think we're going to get ourselves another couple of veterans. They're going to fall down. You know, we got plenty to choose from there. Look, green, car. Culpepper, who's we going to get? McCown, those guys, all of them, have a possibility of making it to Oakland. So let's not. And then the Jake Plummer thing is not a dead thing yet. Matter of fact, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are begging him not to retire. So there could be a move on Greasy. There's so much that's going on that we can't see. But as it comes down to the payday, as it comes down to the time that you got to pay these guys, you got to pay Trent Green seven and a half million. You got to pay Randy Moss nine point five million. You got to pay these guys. Things will start to move quick, and it's going to be bam, 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 and then we'll see where we are. But I have faith. I have faith in Young Kiff. I believe he is the man, and he will take us to the promised land. That's for sure. 
Thank you, Raider Nation, for listening to the Raider Nation podcast. This is your host, Raider Craig. I love this show. I love this fans. I love this team. Let's get it on. I know it's the dark ages. Not much going on. All you're listening to is March this, March Madness, blah, blah, blah. Well, guess what? The 28th and 29th draft day. Be glued to your TVs. It's going to come down. And just before that, there'll be some action. Very exciting time for the Raiders. I am Raider Greg. And I am out. <laughs>